you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. And I get told all the time that I've got a punchable face or that uh, people think I'm an asshole. Um, I've been told that probably 50 times. People, when they first see me, think I'm think I'm an asshole. Mike. I would have preferred a feature story on the first responders who are suffering from a myriad of cancers at the towers and what we're going to do about it. I could have gone for a where are they now segment about families and survivors. It also wouldn't be too bad to do a real fucking, hey, Yoshi, shut the fuck up! And Scott. I guess I was like <laughs> sort of, I, I loved Bart Simpson in, in, in a like sapiosexual <laughs> way. I kind of liked uh, Lisa by extension, you know. She played the saxophone. She was intelligent. That was kind of hot, you know. Welcome to the Is It Safe Talk Show. You are now involved with a show that prides itself on being more than a podcast, but less than a man, if that's possible. I don't know if it is either way. Uh, welcome in. It's the Is It Safe Talk Show. It's me and Luke. No, John Scott. We're still scot-free, Luke. John Scott, if you're listening, we love you. We miss you. And we hope you're doing uh, okay. Hope you're not too stressed out right now. And hopefully you're outside, not in front of your computer, because I know that's a big bugaboo for you right now. But have no fear. Is it safer? We've got a great guest today, a guy I've wanted to have on for a while. He is someone I first connected with through fantasy baseball many moons ago. But, you know, he's so much more than that. He's got his own shows that rock and roll. Yes, they do both, believe it or not. Uh, the BoobTube Boys is the one that I really enjoy because when the, he does a show that I've seen, I can really dive into it. Now, I haven't seen every show. In fact, uh, I asked Van. His name is Van Lee. Welcome in, Van Lee. Miles, give a round of applause. Here we go. Van Lee is welcoming him. Yeah, we're welcoming you. You're not welcoming us, right? Is that right? Here's a clap for you guys. I, welcome to my <laughs> – it's so much fun to be in my edit mall studio. Yay! Yeah, you guys got it. That is nice. Did you put up all that shit yourself? Oh yeah. This is this is a little room I built in my garage for my podcast studio a few years ago, and it's delightful. It is delightful. I'm very impressed by it. But the Boob Tube Boys is one show, but there's also the Star Wars show that you do with Brian. And uh, shout out to Brian. We don't do shout outs on the show. We do that in Palazzo. But if we did, I, I'm still giving you a shout out, Brian. Anyways, I hope you're well. Uh, so. It. Yeah, see, he would appreciate it, but I love the BoobTube boys, and I've also listened to some of the Star Wars stuff, but uh, I fallen behind on Star Wars, I'm going admit that freely, so either way, both shows are great, because when anything Van touches turns to gold, in my opinion, he's a top-notch <laughs> artist, he's got a great mind, he's quick on his feet, and he does the background, especially on the Star Wars show. Well, thank you very much. Yes, uh, well, I guess I'll just plug him up here. Boob Two Boys is a show where myself and Brian, who you mentioned, and another friend Spencer cover TV shows. We just pick old shows, new shows. We'll watch two episodes. We'll have two podcast episodes based on them, discuss the plot, make jokes, that sort of thing. We've done uh, all sorts of stuff from Father Knows Best from the 1950s to Squid Game, which came out recently, the Kenobi <laughs> show. It's a Star Wars one. And then podcast, a Star Wars story where Brian and I talk about Star Wars. We're going through the catalog of Star Wars movies. We're doing the mainline movies first in order, in, in chronological order. So we're doing the prequels first. We just wrapped up Attack of the Clones, which is probably the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Moving on to one of the more fun ones, wow. which is uh, Revenge of the Sith. And that's going to be a lot of Wow, fun. dude. I don't know. <laughs> the second one. The, 
People hate Phantom Menace, I thought. Are we going, is it changing? Uh, yeah, they do, but Attack of the Clones is by far worse. Phantom Menace at least is a little bit of fun. Attack of the Clones is just, it's a slog. It's when they really start <laughs> getting into disputes and politics. And if you're a, a deep fan like me, which that's our gimmick, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Brian is mostly just a Star Wars fan. I will discuss the plot and give him details so you don't know. So for example, Count Dooku, which is a character played by Christopher Lee. If you've seen the movies, you've seen him, but only like 10 minutes because he's only in a little bit of the second movie, a little bit of the third movie, but in the canon of Star Wars is a big deal. So we talk a lot about Count Dooku. Oh, <laughs> I do have a plug for you, actually. Oh! So it, we're in the middle of Halloween time, and we are discussing Halloween shows on BoobTube Boys. We did uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, the old Nickelodeon kids show, if either of you guys remember that. Yes. We just did Twilight Zone. In fact, those are airing as we record. And then we are, this is a spoiler. No one in the universe knows this aside from Brian Spencer and I. We are doing The Monsters next. And that'll actually come out after Halloween. We're continuing the spooky season. What? <laughs> the Monsters. No, Every is this going to be the, is this the Rob Zombie? No, no, no. The, we're, we were watching the old one with communist grandpa Al Lewis and, and the, I forget his name, Fred Gwynn, the big goofball who plays the Frankenstein dad. It's an interesting show from the 1950s, I believe. I'm not the yeah. host of that one, uh, so Spencer has some details. Grandpa was a communist? I, I think maybe I need to tune in. I, I... This is a fun story. He was a full-blown communist in the Hell 50s yes. when that was a bad thing to be. And he was, <laughs> uh, he was blacklisted and so on and so forth. As an adult now, I'm like, oh, he's a communist? That's awesome. Great. But, you know, when you're a kid growing up in the U.S., you're told that that's a villain. So it's an interesting story. Check it out. I think wow. what's, what's happening now, not to even, pl like, play on the words that much, is, like, if you're a comic, you're, like, blue-listed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is literally. You're, you, they're punching fucking left every chance they can. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Van, um, as – so <laughs> I personally am not somebody – so I loved Star Wars growing up. I loved Star Wars as a kid. Sure. Now, if somebody tells you, hey, listen, I'm not really into Star Wars, is there, do you got a, you kind of like a canned response to that or something that you say to people like, listen, you're not thinking about X, Y, or Z. Maybe you should be looking at some other part of the franchise. Some, I don't know. Is, is there an argument that you got for people like me who are saying, I don't know, it just never really stuck with me that luke smile is <laughs> not really and the reason is because i don't like to force media on the people mm. i think people like <laughs> what they like and so that's putting it mildly I mean, I mean if you don't like star wars it likely means that you've seen one of them because they're a cultural phenomenon and it didn't speak to you so if it didn't speak to you that's fine and i think really the only reason star wars is still prevalent is because of the media impact it had of the original trilogy and back then because if they started with the prequels, there'd be weirdos like me who liked them, but there <laughs> certainly wouldn't be huge fans of it now. And now we're in the Disney era where they're putting out TV shows constantly and reusing old characters. And whether that's good or bad, that's that's debatable. Uh, but I but I do have one extra thing for you here. We do a thing every year on, on BoobTube Boys where we, well, I should say this. We have bonus episodes where we read creepypastas, which is a popular thing podcasts do nowadays. You guys know what creepypastas are? Yes. No. I no. I don't okay. know at all. You don't. It's That's like the old kind of like Reddit. Uh, yeah. 
Slenderman yeah. and shit like that came out of creepy pasta. Basically, the equivalent is a a fan written story. It's it's a horror story, a short one written by someone who doesn't know how to write, which I find delightful. <laughs> so what we do is we find these bad ones on the internet, and we read them to each other, make each other laugh. But once a year at Halloween, we write our own creepy pastas for each other to read. And I have a snippet of one that I wrote, and that episode is coming out this Friday, Friday, October twenty eighth. So fans can uh, can listen to that as soon as it comes out. But anyway, I wrote a story titled The Race of Death, dot, 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 four dots, again, because it's a sequel. And <laughs> the, the, again, the point of creepypastas is they, they sound stupid, they're poorly written, and they're dumb. So I just have a couple paragraphs of mine. Hopefully it will entice the listeners out there to check it out. <laughs> Race of Death, again. There is much for you to learn, my young friend, Strider said. But first, I have a gift sent directly from the heavens. The tall man moved to a blanket that was covering something suspiciously horse-shaped in the horse stables where I was standing. He whipped the blanket back to reveal something I never thought I would see again. Dreamfucker! I shouted with glee. I had assumed that when my father, who is also Richard Petty, killed my brother, horse-riding legend Tuff Gordman, he had also eliminated the life out of his prized horse, the fifth fastest horse in all the land. But here he stood in front of me, covered in hair and chewing on anything his mouth could reach. Strider reached out a hand to brush a whole bunch of ants off of Dreamfucker. That's right. When your father stole the life from your brother, horse riding legend Tuff Gordman, I spirited his <laughs> steed away in the dead of night. I had hoped that one day I could see this mighty stallion return to his true master. And finally, by then ants were all over Dreamfucker. He didn't seem to mind a whole lot, though. Which was a bit weird, but my mind had already wandered to thoughts of using my fully upgraded and pack-a-punched M4A1 carbine machine gun to mow down kids with gamer tags like Butt Guzzler 69 and 1999 <laughs> Shitburgers. Who's these? If you want to hear more about the uh, the race of death again, check out that episode. I just... That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I was I was gonna fantastic. tell you, man, that you know you got to get your act together. But no. Tough Gordman, tough Gordman. I need to know more about that guy. Well, his brother is the star of this story. His name is Jeff Gordman, which is oh obviously oh. Jeff Gordon. But uh, okay, I don't Creepy like pasta. Let me get that out there. But it, it's a running gag. You love NASCAR. That's putting it mildly. He loves NASCAR, folks. I mean, that's putting it mildly. Oh, that's Big great. Plan. Creepy pasta. I am a believe i do follow that subreddit i just didn't really even know what it meant and i never no, dove into it so mm -hmm. thank you van that was enlightening and i hope that those of you listening our diehards who send us emails every week will hopefully check out the boob tube boys at the very least and of course this one that i always get wrong podcast a star wars story that's right it's a play on yes! one a star wars story the movie thank so you podcast but i said it right I said it right. I always get fucking wrong on the last time. I, we had Van on the Cinema 9 podcast, and we did Fargo, which was his selection. Oh, man. It was fun. Yeah. Was good that was a good episode. So if you want to check out the Cinema 9 Fargo episode with Van, I, go over to Cinema 9 I get at your brought pleasure. On, I get brought on to do movies like Blood Diner. And you guys <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> You've caught my attention. Oh, boy. Well, if you want to check that episode out, Go right ahead. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, you know what? That was the one where like I couldn't get my I couldn't get any micro. I couldn't get any tech working at all. I think I was like on my phone and I was you like, got to get your act I guess together. It, it probably makes sense for the episode. It's probably like the perfect fucking, you know, just some echoey bullshit on a. Well, you just did phone. 10 Cloverfield Lane. You did that. one. Yeah, that's, that's true. Not... No, that was uh, and I was happy 
I was happy to be able to like do that in a more or less professional way. Is that the yeah. one with uh, Goodman, John Goodman? Yes. Okay. I haven't seen all of it, but I liked what I saw, and I liked the original Cloverfield. It was a fun take on the shaky cam horror movie genre. Yes. Or, uh, as, uh, mm-hmm. Look, I've been watching a lot of Jeopardy. It's free on Pluto TV. Anyway. You're a sick <laughs> fuck. Wow, dude. By the way, uh, speaking of wow, dude, uh, Van, do you know what wow, this is from? Wow, dude. Do you know what that's from? It rings a bell, but I don't. One more time. Wow, dude. Do you know who that is, at the very least? Again, rings a bell. Wow, dude. That's Chris Rock. Oh. Okay. That's a good lead. He's Chris Rock singing. Wow, dude. After he was smacked by. Oh, certain... was it? Oh, was that then? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't. I don't watch yeah. the uh, the the movie. <laughs> so, dude, I, I how how can you be so? Actors, yeah. How how can you be? How could you be so like <laughs> distance from like just pop culture nonsense that you didn't have to see that you didn't. I saw you like, didn't see it. Twitter thumbnails. The, but, the like, slap. I, I you didn't okay see the video. The slap. Chris okay. Rock oh. could have his probably legs should. blown off, and he's going to have a better life than me or anyone I've ever met in my life. Okay, will Smith cool. could explode, and his life will still be better than mine. I just, I don't do the celebrity. Stuff. Yeah! Guess, really, if Will Smith it. exploded tomorrow, he still lived, like, five lifetimes. Well, <laughs> I only mentioned it. I only mentioned that because me and Leanne were actually just watching King Richard before we did the show. I'm not sure why. I just, I threw it on. And that's one that Will Smith won his Academy Award for that night when he uh, slapped Chris Rock first and then won the award after the fact and then played it off like, hey, you know, acting, it'll do crazy shit to you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that's all. It was actually, it's a hell of a story. I mean, the Williams sisters and how they got to where they went to, it's fascinating. It really is. Here's my problem with that fucking movie. It seems like it's a Chris Rock goddamn movie. It needs to be about the Williams sisters. They are awesome. <laughs> Their story is amazing. Why is Will Smith being the dad and like he's in every? Tra- I don't know. I haven't seen it. It might be all about the Williams sisters, but I, it seems uh, tone deaf to me. It's a balance. They're, oh, I mean, it's they're certainly have- tone deaf. There's no fucking question. <laughs> I haven't even. I don't need to see it to know that it's. Yeah, but uh, the one thing is deaf, apparently politicized piece of shit, like a uh, piece of fucking just absolute prestige bullshit. Well, Ooh, I already like hate it. I I, first I couldn't watch it if I if someone paid me to do it. I don't think I'd do it. Okay, fine. I'll lock that in. Look, it, it was produced Sorry. by the grown-up Williams sisters, so they're grown-up okay. women powerhouses now. So they did produce it. So <laughs> grown-up Williams so, sisters. So maybe Van. The only versions of the Williams sisters that we know are the grown-up yes, versions. The, sisters, of course. We the current following them when they were like eight years old and being like, oh, well, the grown-up. Uh, ones. Serena's like nine in that movie, and she's playing hardcore tennis. I'm just saying, but they produced the movie, so maybe they're brainwashed, Van. I don't know. Maybe they, their father had such an impact on them, and they allowed. Maybe Will Smith saw this as like, your father was such a big deal. And he was a massive media presence, whether you agree with it or not. Richard Williams did all of this hype and made it about himself. That's true. But it was also about spreading the word about these two young black women who were not anywhere near relevant in the game of tennis. It it did change things. So there's a white person sport. It's golf. But then there's tennis. <laughs> What's more white, tennis or golf? Seriously. Golf. Golf, hands down. It's a rich yeah. person sport. Yeah, because it costs a fucking fortune to go play golf. I like golf. I'm bad at it. But the, the barrier for entry for golf is so high. 
And it's, mm. it, you know, I just think of country clubs and old white guys sitting around complaining. That That's golf to me. I was going to say water polo, but, you know, that's just me. So. I was going to say you could have watched Fox News. <laughs> you could have watched Fox News? What does that mean? What are you saying? Know, a, bunch of, a bunch of old white guys sitting around complaining. Oh, okay. Well, hey. Why don't you get a job? Get a fucking I mean, job, kind of man. what this is right yeah, here. Get a fucking job. <laughs> hey, yeah, three white guys doing a show. He's right, Luke. That's What's what we're that? doing right now. The three of us are white males. Oh, that's true. Well, or could you yeah. tune in? You could tune in to the Is It Safe podcast as, uh, as well. Yeah. Is It so, Safe talk show talk. is preferred. So, uh, yes, let's get the, to the. Yes, but it confuses people who are trying to email the pod. Because you it's know, Is pod at gmail.com. I love the title, Is It Safe? Because when you think about that question, it doesn't seem like a question needs to be asked. But because, you know, like a tennis ball full of gasoline. That's not safe. <laughs> Roomba with a knife. That's not safe. But then when you think of like camping in winter or buying a, an old whaling vessel, that that's where the question needs to be asked. It could not be safe. So I like it. You do uh, know where it comes from, though, right? That's some no. good scrimshaw. Oh, yes, that's good scrimshaw. Uh, Luke, tell them where the title comes from. Uh, title comes from Marathon Man. Uh, I just we were it was right before like the election cycle and you know it was like is it safe you know is it safe to like come out yet you know because we were all in lockdown oh, okay. too. it was like sure. is it safe to come out is it safe to like look around like be yourself, whatever but the 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 line is directly from marathon man uh i just you ever seen liked, marathon man i liked it nice and snappy a long time ago yeah uh, i never seen it and i watched it right when we did the show i was like oh might as well watch marathon man and it's pretty creepy. It's pretty intense. So yeah. there it's is a, very... a the way it's said is said repeatedly and it's bizarro. So it also yeah. has a lot of meanings. You're right. So is it safe to, I don't know, uh, cook with Pam? I don't know. Some people say <laughs> you're risking a grease fire. I would probably say if you're using canola oil or spraying it at fire, how are you risking a grease fire with me? <laughs> yeah, you haven't cooked with me yet. You haven't cooked with me yet. So. You have failed. Flame. <laughs> yeah. uh, also now there's this running gag with luke and seinfeld and i know we talked about seinfeld we did the cinema night appearance with you van so i had to bring it up i told luke that we did that and he got all excited and luke loves the show he loves seinfeld okay. he's a big fan of seinfeld but uh, he's not a fan of jerry seinfeld as a human being uh luke would you care to elaborate on this <laughs> <laughs> is it that he's a it, pedophile it, it is a, it is a, no, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not that. Much, yeah. It's worse. No, that's it's fine. Much, I like that. Much worse. <laughs> no, he, he is a human, human being is, is just not great. And Larry but, David. In fact, it's both of them. I can't believe I left Larry yeah. David out. Yeah. So yeah. Larry David too. I mean, they're, they're like, just, I don't know, man. They're, they're just apolitical uh, figures. I, I guess I probably shouldn't ascribe any type of real value to anything that they hold in in their own personal lives i should probably just like look the other way but and i guess i kind of do because i watch seinfeld and i watch uh kirby enthusiasm all the time uh it's a good break from thinking about anything critically or you know thinking about anything interesting in general or anything that has any real weight of gravity in the real world uh so yeah i'm not a fan i, I don't like his regular stand-up i think his stand-up kind of sucks i think he's a good joke writer he structures jokes in a very smart way. I just I no, just no, 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 no. He's... This is about your political feelings, though. It's not even about that. You get pissed because you think they're just 
your typical neo libs just what they float are. along like a bump. Well, that's on a absolutely lawn. what they are. Yeah, no, they and if they were to be confronted by anybody from the left, they would sit there and say that we're a bunch of fucking uh, whiny babies. Like it's all they would think because these these two have never let a political thought like get into their heads and they've never dealt with any of that critically whatsoever. And like I have watched a million interviews with both of them and I've never heard anything of substance. Zero. They are joke writers and that's it. That's it. Okay. And they're they're entertaining. They're entertaining, but they have nothing to say. You're living in the past, man. And the show's great. I love Seinfeld, obviously, as Mm -hmm. we're talking about this. I think well, my name is Son of Dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind exactly. Of a, kind of a catch-all. There's a point where when the zeros behind your net worth get to a, a spot, no matter what, anything you have to say is not worth listening to because you're so <laughs> detached from reality. You don't understand what life is like for anyone out there in the world. And I think they're a good example of that. Like They, yep. they wrote a great comedy. I enjoy watching it, but it's hard to listen to what they say because of you know how easy they have it and and i think that's applicable for a lot more than just comedians or, or really anyone out mm-hmm. there but that's just kind of the way we live celebrities are the ones people want to hear from like taylor swift now everyone gets mad she's not political enough or this or that who cares she's a dumb, was she, political? A dumb she, she was never she was never political and i think i wonder i wonder what people are talking about when they say that but I think that just makes you them mad even. that she isn't because they want her to be mm. as some as a spokesperson. As they a want her to say to something, look up to. And I think yeah. there is maybe a uh, societal necessity to that. In that you do have a lot of people, you have a little bit of responsibility in the regard of telling dumb people who follow you blindly <laughs> not to be dumb. But that whatever, motherfucker, are dumb themselves. So it's I don't know. It's hard to, <laughs> hard to take it at face value. Oh, this is America right here. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Those are the followers. Well, Cardi B B was a birdie bro, and that made me like her a little bit more. But I'm not not really the audience. She still... (laughs) See, there's the other thing that Van, I think, didn't mention, and feel free to chime in, Van, is that, yes, the zeros add up. But they also, over time, become so disconnected from the reality that they maybe used to know as they struggled to come up as a comedian. And Cardi B is still a little bit closer to the life she was leading to try to get to the point she's at. And the further she gets away, the more likely she'll probably distance herself and lose all sight of what it's like to oh, did you guys, struggle did you see, every day. Did you see the Cori Bush like dance party over her fucking biography? Or autobiography. I guarantee she didn't write it. And somebody else go. Why does she have it? an autobiography? She's like at the beginning of her career. <laughs> years, no, dude, this is happening all the time now. Two years in the Congress, you get a book deal, and like, and she did this fucking grotesque dance party. Not dance party, but they like got the <laughs> box of books open, and like, disappear for a second. But they got the box of books open. She had Anna Presley next to her. She had her shoes leave next to her, and they were doing like, God. Uh, like a Yaz Queen type, just it was so grotesque. It was uh, <laughs> so fucking disgust and more despicable display I have never seen. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait! 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 Is everything weird for you guys, or is it just me? It's a little choppy, but I, um, I got it. I think it might yeah, be Luke. Look, you got a little chopped out there, man. What happened? It got all fucked up and bizarro. Hey, this is part of doing Ooh. the show, folks. We uh, we don't cut out that stuff, so maybe you should leave oh, and come on, back second. just for the hell of it. 
Yeah. Or take a nap. Wait, is it still choppy? Is it still yeah. Choppy? You, you like yeah, speed up bit. and slow down. Like, bloop, 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 bloop. That's what you sound right, like. Maybe that's so. how he is. I, yep. I don't know. <laughs> I, he, it's true. Van doesn't know. He's just getting to know Luke. Uh, we do have an email, and I love to read our emails every week. We only have one. Usually we have at least three. So I'm sorry, Van. I feel like I'm letting you down. It's not as exciting. Right, let's, um, let's give this one email the attention it deserves. Okay, fine. I'm down with that. I'll tell you this. Mr. Pink is the writer of today's email, and Mr. Pink always writes the show. He's a regular. Right, Luke? Well, uh, yes, he is a regular, and am I sounding okay? <laughs> yes. Sounds yeah, you. Huh. What the hell was that? That's a beautiful voice you have there. It's a beautiful voice. So let's read Mr. Pink's too. email. Thank you. This is from Mr. Pink, and it says, Solid Show is the title. Thank you for taking the time to read my emails and address the nonsense that I write. This is the closest relationship that I've legally had with celebrities. <laughs> Mike and Luke are doing a good job holding down the fort during this scot-free period. I miss John Scott and his signature snark. Kudos for keeping the show going while down a host. Well, today we've got Van, so we are not down. We are up. Uh, what is woke? I have to admit to never looking up the definition. The context that I see the term woke is usually a MAGA moron or Christian nationalist using it to describe anyone with a brain who is using said brain to speak, act, think inclusively, and not just live in a closed-minded world. The term is everywhere right now. Yeah, I, I, it's been everywhere for a while, I feel like. And I guess woke politicians are bad to some people. I even saw a headline where a former Levi executive said a woke mob took her job. It was, wow, that's terrible. Why don't you get a job? <laughs> I was only able to write this email after I picked myself up off the floor and stopped laughing. I bet that moron actually believes that a woke mob took her job. They took her germs. What the fuck is a woke what the see, fuck is a woke I'd mob? A, I'd love to see a mob actually do a job as one person. I mean, how many people are we talking about? A mob is more than one person. So Again, thank you for they, reading this time to put out a wonderful show and reading emails from knuckle-draggers like me, Mr. Pink. So Mr. Pink wants to know, what the fuck is a woke mob? Well, let me dive in on this because my background is in political <laughs> science. I went to school for it, so uh, I have at least a little Ooh. bit of, uh, I guess education in that regard but so did luke too by the way you guys both did oh cool i'll, I'll ask more about that in a sec <clears throat> but woke now what it what it initially meant was supposed to be someone who's woken up to the fact that you know society needs to change and adapt whatever anyway that's not important but what it is now is it's just a buzzword and typically maga hat wearers or, or deeply conservative the less educated end of that attaches to buzzwords because they're simple they're easy to hate and you, you could just yell it and everybody knows what it means it's not a, a deep concept so now woke basically has just come to symbolize anyone who isn't super right wing and that could be moderate could be very left wing could be anywhere on the spectrum as long as it isn't in that little niche that these people are using it for so it's mostly just a buzzword sjw was the old buzzword social justice warrior which if you think about it as a concept why wouldn't everyone be a social justice warrior? You want people who've been wronged <laughs> to get the justice they deserve. That's what that means. But it's been twisted and, and warped into just a simple concept of bad guy. And that's really what it is. It's bad guy substituted. Yeah. Genius, genius, genius. Yeah, well said. Originally, originally deployed as some form of 
adjective to uh, describe all of that. You know, it's it's become just a pejorative from the right. So it's an insult now. So if you hear the word woke, it's never it's never used as a as a typical adjective from the left. For instance, we wouldn't call I wouldn't call anyone else on the left woke. Uh, but when you hear the word woke, it, it is literally coming from the right. Almost. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. And use as a pejorative against anybody that, you know, has any sense of the inalienable rights of the people that are supposed to be enshrined in our constitution. Um, or, you know, people who care about the working class or whatever it is. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, woke, yeah, it means a woke uh, to, to the, the fucking opprobrium of, you know, our history and Jesus Christ. I mean, good luck trying to, uh, fix that. And well, don't bring Jesus uh, into this. No, let's not do that. Um, yeah, no, I was thinking about like words that are the most, most important words of the last decade. And the first one, I, the first one I was thinking, I was like algorithm, right? Because everybody mentions algorithm. <laughs> Nobody knew what an algorithm was fucking seven, eight years ago. Right. They, well, social network changed that. They wrote one on a window. Yeah, and that was, was like, a whoa, that's was, a mainstream movie. It is true. It probably did, like, creep up then. But, yeah, it was kind of like a mysterious thing. But, you know, when I hear woke, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's got to be the fucking word of the last, like, four years at least. Mm-hmm. Woke has got to be the one that's just used the most. Uh, used recklessly used pejoratively and almost always as an insult now the term uh, algorithm I, w- I will tell a small story about this when i was in high school it was the bush gore election from 2000. that was your nickname right that was me bush high school gore. nickname yeah. <laughs> actually I, I i'm wearing a hoodie so i can't pull it up but i have a tattoo says sparky which was my high school nickname and that's the tattoo you regret you know you get it when you're 18 and you hate it someday i'll cover it up but Sparky used to be my name. I like it. No, you no one has called it, me Sparky for 20 years, so that's not relevant. But anyway, <laughs> high school, it was one of my math teachers was teaching us about algorithms, and he was the most conservative, conservative guy in Missouri, where it's very conservative. That's saying something. And he kept saying algorithm, algorithm. I thought he was making a pun about Al Gore. Uh, for five years i thought algorithm was tailored to al gore until eventually it clicked and i was like wait a minute no that's not it so i anyway i thought uh, i thought for years i thought for years that amir makeupson was a name for like a like a news story it was like oh that's gonna go right over van's head though that's gonna go that's a local broadcaster from our 90s heyday on local channel 50 it's funny how this shit when you're like young and you're trying to learn stuff yeah, just something becomes sick. like just it's just combobulated in your head. Well, Man, tell us about no a local legend. <laughs> you gotta give us it. That's him. That's, that's like him, the legend of your time. He's he was a local newscaster for the area and he was this big long person like he was so long <laughs> and not wide. And he had a stupid face, and this is how he talked. This is Ned Reynolds with the KY3 News Team. And I played tennis with him <laughs> once, and he just cursed nonstop. He was fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. And it was just nonstop. And it was so much fun. I, I couldn't even play because I was laughing so hard. But yeah, if anyone <laughs> listens to this and who's been in southwestern Missouri or southeastern Missouri, they will be like, oh, yeah, Ned Reynolds, he's a big deal. And I think he still is. And you I want me to change? Know. Fuck you! <laughs> is that from 
Wait, was that Last Man on Earth, or what was that, that one from? That is definitely Will Forte. It's but, Will Forte. Uh, Last Man on Earth is such an underrated show. I wish that was still on. It was. So I never. Fun. I. I don't yeah, know why I never watch. watched that show. Yeah, they cut I love Will Forte. They, they pulled the plug way too early on that. They did. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I gotta see that show. Well, it's a network show. They, they should have been on. Anyway. It should have been on fucking HBO. That's probably why I never watched it because it was technically a network show. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch a network yeah, TV Fox. show, even if I. Do. Yeah. Fox does that. Wow. The rest of the development they butchered in its original run. It sucks in the new mm. run. But uh, yeah, Last Man on Earth, similar deal. So I don't know. Fox is. Fox. I gotta see so, that. Like, if it's not Family Guy, we can't keep it going for 400 years. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. It is uh, that is I actually from that. the billion dollar movie. Tim and Eric billion dollar movie. Oh my so. god. Yeah, this is. I believe when he's the. If you ever seen that one, he's the sword salesman guy who owns the sword store, and and you want me to change? Fuck you! Yeah, he's got a mustache. It's so funny. Will he's Forte. So he's selling he's swords for... in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a tenor. <laughs> that show uh... is brilliant. Twenty-two percent of the time, the other seventy-eight. Oh, why am I watching this? It, it's. I couldn't get through that movie because it was it was rough. But uh, oh well, but, yeah, the only reason we've we've seen billion dollar movie a lot because of uh, that thing. We in fact we just did this recently. We did our crossover episode with mm -hmm. Cinema Nine and sort of Plato, where we do this thing called the Feast every year. We go away for right. a retreat for three days, and we've watched that movie with like when you watch a movie with fifteen guys and it's like ten a.m. and you're Amazing. all over, you're well, all laughing. All brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant it just, from beginning to end. There's just something. There's something watch about it. Watch it, you know? it by yourself. Watch that by yourself, though, and good God, that's it's gonna hard. feel like a dark hole. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's, that's close to rock bottom. Scale, I'll tell it's you this: gotta be rock bottom. It's actually a feather in the cap, if you will. That's a good thing, right? A feather in the sure. cap is a yeah. good thing. Yeah, uh, a feather in the cap for movies in the theater because when you go to the experience, and Van, you've talked about this before. So when you get together with people and you see a movie with 10 or more people, there's something about it. If it's a comedy, especially, I just I don't know if we're all faking it or what, but there seems to be like a an ability or a desire to want to laugh more or like engage in a broad laughter. It's it's bizarre, it's but infectious. it's Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll give you another example, too. Maybe it just fell out of my brain. Um, what was I going? To and say? you want me to change? <laughs> I don't know. We can move on. I've already forgotten. <laughs> we were, wait, we were just talking about billion dollar movie and Tim and Eric and uh, watching movies with people oh. in large doses. Got it, got it. I finally full circle figured it out. Yes, blooper reels I think are some of the funniest fucking things, and it's because the actors and the characters are laughing, and it's so infectious. Like uh, whatever you think about The Office, if you watch those Office blooper reels, I have so much fun with those things, and just any <laughs> sort of blooper movie blooper reel I love because. The actors themselves are laughing so hard that it, it makes me laugh. It's a similar kind of feel. It's, uh, you know, the crowd influences you to enjoy it more. Snakes on a Plane, by the way, <laughs> was uh, possibly the best movie theater experience I ever had when it came out. Wow. I love bad movies. And we went and saw that opening night. And when Sam Jackson yells out, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. We stood up. We clapped. We cheered. That was so much fun. <laughs> and it's a... That is shocking news, man, but There's I love only, hearing that. <laughs> that is, yeah, the theater to not see that in is the one in Brighton, Michigan, off of, like, uh, US 23 and... Child, and, please. Uh, 96. Like, that's nope. not where you go. Man. That's not where you go see fucking snakes on a plane. You need to see it 
honestly, you're better off seeing it with a black audience in a very densely populated city. That's where you should see that movie. It's going to be way more fucking fun. I thought we were in the no spin zone, though, Luke. That's it was a rotation. What I'm not doing. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> spin it. I just want to play that button. That's all. You know, I was I was watching some uh, I was watching some bloopers on Kirby Enthusiasm, which oh, yeah. made me remember why uh, Larry David pissed me off so much. Is that he came out <laughs> on national TV and and said, uh, "I love Bernie Sanders. Uh, everything he would do would be good for this country." And then, like six months later, endorsed fucking Pete Buttigieg. So <laughs> that's why I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> But I'm still gonna watch his fucking show because it's, it's it's funny. Clearly apolitical. Yeah, he's what got are you zero doing here? Interest. He's just a fucking rich asshole who reads the fucking Times. That's all he is. <laughs> he's a funny asshole. I'll say that he's very. He's funny. a funny rich asshole. Yeah, like yeah. thank God he's not just like a fucking jet ski salesman who fucking hates everything that's uh, <laughs> that's going gonna potentially help the world. Like oh. This is a great idea for a show. If if Marvel did that dumb what if show, which I've never seen, it's all animated. I don't care. Uh, but what about a what ifs on famous comedians and people like that? The what if alternate reality of Larry David. If he didn't go all the way, if he was just a miserable yeah. prick shoe salesman or a fucking aluminum siding salesman goes door to door, hates his life, always wishes he would have created that show, which could have changed his life, but he never did. Would that be an exciting show for anybody? No, I'm exciting. I think it'd be sad, <laughs> but it could be worth watching. Yes, sad. No, yeah, sad. Here, yeah. He does. Here's the, here's the thing work. about him. He would he would immediately just complain and uh, drag down anything that he gets confronted with. That's what he does. That that's his whole thing. It's like he gets hit with a bunch of people who want him to be like a Bernie supporter, so he uh, endorses Pete Buttigieg. Like that's just part of his contrary nature. That is no his whole fucking very disturbing. That is the dynamics of his brain. It's like literally anybody wants this, I'm going to shit on it, and then he's going to move on. It's not a bad process for comedy. It's a good process for comedy. Hmm. Okay. I think uh, so he's the kind of guy that if you know him or you, you deal with him day to day, you fucking hate the guy. But if you can sit back and watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and forget about him for large swaths of time, it's fun and it's enjoyable. But people like that are insufferable, which is why I'd like to point out that I, too, have a contrarian <laughs> nature. So I understand it. I get it. But that's not I mean, what he's saying. I, I have a contrarian nature as well, but I, I don't. I would that's never putting just... it mildly. <laughs> it is putting it mildly. No uh, one will ever give her that drop from, by the way. <laughs> Normally, I don't respond to a drop, but yeah, that is putting it mildly. That's putting it mildly. Now, I think, you know, it's, it's funny. It's understanding like class of works. James Cromwell, my friends. That's what it is. Oh, I know. I know. They big in the city. Yeah. He's the greatest. <laughs> That'll yes, do. Babe. That's That'll from do. Babe. He's also, he was a badass as a villain because he's so tall. He was great in LA Confidential as the I'll fucking. I'll tell you what. Oh, he's amazing. We did a show on Boob Two Boys called Renegade, and I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It was a 90s. Uh, syndicated TV show starring Lorenzo Lamas, where the the plot is, is he was a cop who was a good guy cop, but he testified and made the other cops mad. So he's on the run. He's wanted. So he rides his motorcycle throughout the Badlands, and it's yes. it's an amazing fucking show. It is so nineties. Those are some of my favorite episodes of Boop Two Boys that we recorded. Uh, well, anyway, I was watching a bunch of extra Renegade episodes because the show's so stupid. James Cromwell popped it's up terrible. in one. He was a 
a professor at some college who abducts women and tortures them in his basement. And Reno Reigns, who's Lorenzo Lamas, <laughs> and Bobby Sixkiller, his Native American partner, ha have to go stop him for doing it. And he God. was so good. I was genuinely infatuated with James Cromwell in this role. I believe he's it. He's a cool dude in real life. So huge fan. And he's tall like me. So love it. He's also, yeah, burning, he just snapping necks and cashing checks. There's nothing it. he can't sell. Like he is, he is just a prototypical. He's so, no, he's not prototypical. He's a perfect fucking villain because he's a perfect fucking actor. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to like, he knows how to like get under your skin in a way that's so like smooth and casual and referential i i've always loved him as a villain i think he's but you know you can't put him in anything anymore because it's like oh he's the bad guy you <laughs> well, just you automatically guys... know he's the bad guy uh he can be a good guy too but did you when? see that yeah. did you see babe. what he did in real yeah baby was a sweet man he okay. was a sweet, okay, sweet man okay. all right oh, all right okay let's <laughs> okay babe. Uh, he's been on a uh, succession too the new hbo show he plays like a rich uncle to one of those morons uh, that show's weird Mike, it's a weird it, show yeah, I was going to say, is that even worth watching? I mean, people keep going, it was the greatest show of all time. Like, well, if you want to see, like, so. it looks if you not wanna, good. If you want to see how the pigs feed at the trough of the power teat, then you'll love that shit. People how love do you need? You. How do you need to see that if you live a regular fucking life? You can see it's basically it every a show single where yes. you look. Right. It's basically Jesus a show about what we Christ, already know. Go to the These grocery store. <laughs> if you want to see a family, it's basically like a, it's a rich ass family. It's the Murdochs at play. It's the Murdochs is what watch it is. Somebody, it's watch a rip off. pull their EBT card out at the fucking, uh, at the <laughs> convenience, at like the liquor store uh, to like, to buy fucking chips and like uh, Funyuns and uh, like soda pop because like mm. they can't afford to yeah. fucking shop at like a regular fucking store that won't, or that store won't take their fucking EBT. That's a hell of an elevator pitch, Luke. And he's uh, <laughs> you see the guy who's standing over there who works 38 hours a week at the toilet factory and he some sees somebody pull out that <laughs> ebt card and he's like you can't get fucking funyuns with ebt i work hard for my funyuns <laughs> okay the toilet factory is great uh it always reminds me of the the chapo dick sucking factory uh when mop goes to work at the dick sucking factory <laughs> message look james cromwell also stood against starbucks did you guys see that that was over yeah, the last year he was protesting uh dairy milk is that right something like that oh yeah it was a vegan Wait, thing right he, you're talking about cromwell or you're talking about the real uh, human uh, being likely jr because no, like, the real those, human being those that guy two people, yeah but those two people look very similar so ed begley jr has been doing that for years oh, really uh, cromwell, cromwell like also that. Yeah. Cromwell he, also he is glued a... himself to a Starbucks table because he's <laughs> they, they upcharge you for non-dairy milk. So he was yeah. saying you gotta eliminate that upcharge because you're just forcing people to do dairy milk. And as we know, dairy is horrible for the, the world because of the methane yeah. output and so on and so forth. But anyway, yeah, no, he is. But I that's interesting about Ed Begley Jr. I like that too. That's that's cool to know. Because he's another awesome guy. Huh. He's amazing. And yeah, he get he gets brought into I think it's brought into Kirby enthusiasm as well. It's funny because James like James Cromwell is reporting to jail at 4 p.m. Eastern time today in upstate New York after he was reporting. sentenced to a week behind bars for taking <laughs> part in a nonviolent protest against a natural gas fired power plant. 
Cromwell says he'll also launch a hunger strike. He's one of six activists arrested for blocking traffic at the sit-in outside the construction wow. site of the 650-megawatt plant in Weiweyunda, New York, upstate, December 2015. The activists say the plant would promote natural gas fracking in neighboring states and contribute to oh, climate shit. change. James Cromwell is well-known for his roles in some 50 Hollywood films, mm. nominated for an Oscar in Babe, um, as well as on a number of TV series, what? including Six Feet Under. I spoke to him Thursday along That's right, he with wasn't one of his co-defendants is going to jail today as well, Pramila Malik, founder of Project founder of Protect Orange County, a community group leading the opposition uh, to the frack gas power plant. She ran in 2016 for New Did York State Did you forget State that Senate. Amy Goodman does nothing but James list Cromwell off uh, everybody's credentials for about 25 we minutes are, before um, they have all of two seconds of an interview? In a struggle, Here's James. Uh, not to protect the way of life but to protect life itself. Uh, our institutions are bankrupt, our leaders are complicit, and the public is basically disillusioned and disenchanted with the entire process. Fucking there a. is a direct connection between the plant and the minisink. He didn't. No, he didn't. Way, way I don't, it's he's on the front lines, man. They call it upstate. It's not no too way. far above the New Jersey border. Um, between that plant and the Middle East. We're at war not only with Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan and Yemen. We're at war with Dimmick, Pennsylvania, where the gas comes from, with Weiweyanda that uses the gas, with Seneca Lake, where it was to be stored, and with Standing Rock. And wow. it is time, actually, to name the disease. Most people can't put their finger on the cause of it. Capitalism. But everybody is, perceives the threat. Capitalism is oh! a cancer. And the only way yes. to defeat this cancer is to completely, radically transform our way of living and our way of thinking about ourselves. I love it. Wow. Hell yeah, James yes. Cromwell. I'm watching L.A. Confidential tonight. <laughs> you imagine, too, like you go to the drunk tank because you got, you know, blasted the night before. You wake up and there's fucking James Cromwell in jail with you standing there looming over you. Yes, man, that's awesome. man dude, that would be cool so be? fucking worth it, man. Yes, I would, I would love want that. to be arrested if I could be arrested. It would change my drunk tank experience. I've had a couple drunk tank experiences. <laughs> they were not good. And I got to tell you, <laughs> that would make yeah. a big difference in a drunk yeah. tank, which you got to be there for about 24 hours. You got to watch guys shit and piss right in front of you in that silver toilet. It's always got to be silver. Why is it always got to be silver? Because. You know why? They never fucking clean that thing. Because if it was white, you would see how dirty it was. It's even more dirty than you could ever imagine, folks. Just well, maybe, saying. So. Well, maybe when it's nice and stainless steel, nothing sticks to it and makes it nice and clean for you guys. That was beautiful commentary by Luke Horlbeck. You guys. Um, <laughs> the, the, the malice spit out in those words. I appreciate it. Sorry about that. Dude, is he a, is he a bona fide socialist? Fuck. The fucking A he is. He's not. A, let's not even label him. He's just I seem a to recall, reasonable. I, I seem to recall human last being. Time he did a he did a picture with Paramount Films. He was very socialist about it. Uh, so, you let's, know, uh, let's see. Let's see what James has been up to lately. I Honestly, don't think he, I, I will need to label that, him though. I don't care. Like everybody needs to have a job. It's this is such a it's so incredibly fucking complicated. Other than to like, uh, make sure that I don't know. Make sure you've got your. Your your fucking priorities and your fucking ideology straight, guys. He's eighty two. Uh, really, he's eighty two years old. Eighty two, wow. and he went to jail. Yeah. Well, that's that's fucking elder abuse, man. This this fucking system is disgusting. 
It says everything. I think it says everything about how much you truly understand life and you actually want to finally make change when it's too late. I'm not saying that James Cromwell hasn't been fighting this fight for a while, but there is a classic tale of humanity. The older you get, you start to finally get over all of these fucking pillars and obstacles can't be, can't be a dedicated bullshit. socialist when you're fucking in your 20s 30s i know 40s. Like, yeah i know right fuck? but not on a grand scale it's, I just it's like something. it's like you get to a certain age and you're either so rich you can't give a shit anymore or like oh you you're so rich you actually can care about the poor huh? maybe isn't that weird it's a weird fucking hmm. like lever in somebody's life you know, I'll tell you, I'm I'm 37 now, so I'm, I'm getting up. I'm about done, but I'm getting up there. <laughs> and that means, uh, that means we're both done. That means me yeah, and Mike we're already done. done. Yeah, we're so, toast. Yeah, well, we're fucking toast. What's to me is how at 37 I can sit here and say, "Holy shit!" At 35, I was stupid, and at 35 I could sit there and say, "Holy shit!" At 33, I was stupid. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you're younger, you can think, "Yeah, I'm sure I'll get a little more." education or, or whatever and I'll, I'll be a little better but it can't be that drastic but it is it is that drastic and that's a fascinating psychological concept mm -hmm. to me yep i completely also, agree also we we have made a we've made a very like clear point i think many many times on this show that we do not uh i i do not like uh what is the word we do not negotiate with terrorists <laughs> i just don't i I don't like fight anybody who's trying to get better. Like you gotta get better. You know, there are no demerits. There are no demerits for improving yourself, uh, changing your opinion, whatever it might be. It's it's all good. It, whenever it happens, it happens. But you know, and I, I appreciate I appreciate people like James Cromwell doing that. Like that's that's incredible. But you know what's funny? That happened. You know, this guy gets fucking uh, jailed. I didn't hear a goddamn word about that on any mainstream media outlet at all. Why no, would something like that? Saddlebags? Not even when Martin Sheen got uh, put into, like, put in jail, like, fucking 15, 25 years ago or something when he was marching with, like, the, uh, the Sandinistas <clears throat> and, you know, uh, marching with, like, the Salvadorans against, like, contra like contra violence like he that never that never cropped up we didn't know about it i had to like read about it and that then had to look it back is. up it's crazy look, yeah it's fucking this nuts. isn't news though we've talked about it i mean it's not we're 85 news. i mean you know we're 85 episodes be, into the show i'm just trying to i'm trying to be a little bit i'm trying to be like a nicer version of myself but oh sure. you are i noticed that after yeah. last week's uh luke was accosted van in case you don't know last week there was a anonymous source that said Luke was too leftist and we needed to balance the show out a little bit. <laughs> what I should have said is this. What I should have said is I call it like a fucking see it and that should have been it. But I didn't. I got a little bit. It got in my head. I got a little bit too personal about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm a fucking. All right. If anybody is questioning me, I'm a fucking socialist uh, Marxist. That's it. So you're going to hear that angle all of the fucking time. Okay, okay. It's this, just, this that's the way I that's the way I think. <clears throat> this brings to mind a bit of a concept. Oh my god, my brain. I've already forgotten what it was. I had such a good idea. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, welcome to my world. Okay, yeah. wait. We were talking about uh Martin Sheen. 
uh, going in. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, I'll tell you how my brain works. Is it, it not well? But uh, I, I was thinking of the the binary concept of the old show uh, Crossfire. You know, it's the one John <laughs> basically blew up because he, he hated it so much. And it was you always got to have one conservative and one liberal and there's no in between. Yeah. It's it, that's and that's kind of the concept of what society is now. We've pushed to a two party system and all that stuff. Uh, I my other background is in journalism. This is a t the point I was going to make journalists are virtually dead because there's no money in it because of like you said we don't see this cromwell story what we see on the news are whatever fox news wants to talk about or whatever drama overblown drama that they have and that's it and and you have to sensationalize it and that's this is no new point it's the 24-hour news network that's that's destroyed the concept of news and journalism and like I couldn't get a job being a, a an impartial journalist because they don't exist anymore. Like NPR is the only thing that even attempts to do that. And those guys don't make any money. Yeah. But okay. So you're talking on a national scale locally. There locally, are people actually worse. I think. Oh, no, it everything's is owned from now. The Koch brothers own everything. So they own every local news channel on and on. Yeah. Capital. The Sinclair network, the Sinclair yep. broadcasting network. They bought, They've bought dozens of TV stations locally around the country, and they've all been uniform. If you've never heard of Sinclair for some reason, you're hearing this for the first time, Google it, check it out. Trust me, it's all organized from a hierarchy all the way down to your local city. But locally, there are actually some things I've seen. I'm curious from your perspective, since we're in Michigan and you're in Missouri, we have a guy named Charlie LaDuff here who used to be on the local news. They fired him because he was too honest. He also worked in the New York Times. He's been, he's written books. He's a really accomplished writer. And he's doing a show every week, twice a week now, where he is, it's called No Bullshit News. And that exists. And he gets a good following, about 100,000 downloads every week. People are watching and paying attention and listening. And cool. that is cool. So I'm curious if there's anything yeah, like that not, locally. He's you can, not a socialist. Oh, he's but that's fucking, okay. He doesn't. No, he's, he's no, he's, he's like down the middle. Fucking, he's no, he's down the, the middle, middle though. Yes, he no, is down the middle. He is You're way not listening more, to his show. You can't speak on, right. on that. You, I have no, listened you, to his show. I listened to his show for like six fucking months, and it, he is so far more. You're putting yourself in it. You think uh, that's ridiculous? I'm someone who's down right. the middle. Uh, give and, me a good. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna start listening he, to again, and then we can talk. He about goes both sides. He goes both sides. I'll give the credit. I'll give him is he. He rips on Whitmer, our governor, Gretchen Whitmer, who you've probably heard of, Van, because she probably wants to be president someday. And he rips yeah, on her, and then he rips on Tudor Dix and the challenger equally. Everyone is equally challenged. Oh, so and that's all you can ask for. You don't have to. candidates? Okay. Right. You don't have to have an agenda. He's at least trying to be impartial by being fair to all sides. Not being fair, just calling out bullshit when he sees it, no matter what. So... I'm just curious if there's anything like that locally in Missouri or other places you found, because there are pockets of places like this, Van. There's that. There's also another one that I met through them, uh, Status Coup News, C-O-U-P. Yes. And they're doing their YouTube show. And they're, they're funded, though. <laughs> the only reason they exist is because they get funded by people who are so desperate for independent or honest and fair journalism. That's it. And it mm -hmm. takes that much effort, Van. So... You're right about the local and the national hierarchies of mainstream medias. They're toast. It's all toast. But there is an opportunity. There is a void for people who actually crave a reasonable, cut through the bullshit, tell me the truth, I need to know information. 
I think there could be, and and there's an audience for that. But I also think that uh, the bulk of people who watch news are old, and that's it. <laughs> there was a picture I saw the other day of somebody on a flight. And on this flight, they had taken a picture from their seat, and every TV was on the, behind the chairs was focused to Fox News, and every set of hair was gray. And that's who watches news shows. And that's why CNN, who's been basically bought out by a much more right-wing guy and is going to be shifting that direction, is, uh, is a lost cause at this point. But, but no, here in southeastern Missouri, none of that exists. I am in the deepest red part of this country there is. And I think that's part of what shaped me, being a contrarian is it, it forced me to kind of look at the other perspective and argue for it at times. But then that that shaped my beliefs and, and system like that. I remember when I was in high school, I had an AP political science class in my senior year. And that we did a, a survey to find what your political affiliation was. And I, and I don't like saying I'm a Democrat because Democrats suck, but because <laughs> Republicans really suck. But I, I was alongside one other kid in my school of, I don't know, 500 people the only people who identified as not republican and that's just this area it's people are, are born that way they're raised by it their parents tell them yeah. they don't have the critical thinking skills to to think maybe there's something different and i mean i'm in the bible melt those kind of tend to meld together and i'm not going to knock religion but uh religion sucks but uh <laughs> it's just where i am don't that, worry, that don't worry. Uh, we're in agreement yeah you're in good company here welcome to the show <laughs> absolutely fine but I, I guess what we're saying here, maybe we're not saying the same thing because forget TV, forget news channels. Yeah, that shit's dead. It's fucking dead. Uh, YouTube, uh, TikTok even. These are places now where there are people cropping up to try to give news. Now, they might not even be credentialed media members, but fuck it. At this point, credentialed media members are tainted. We don't trust them or believe them either. So... I'm, I'm willing to listen to anybody, but I have my own bullshit detectors. All three of us have our own bullshit detectors that we have cultivated over our lives, and we've actively tried to do that. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. So when we get emails from Mr. Pink about what is wokeism, uh, we've gotten other emails in the past, Van, about, hey, how do you discern what is right and wrong or what is the truth and what isn't when it comes to your media consumption or your news consumption. We've had those emails many times. We've tried to explain how we did it. So, I mean, when you just said, you just kind of described how you did it. You questioned things and you looked at things from the other perspective. That's a good point. And, and a point I would like to bring up is that we are now getting so far past the old era of like celebrities were solely movie stars. They were only the 50 people that were hired <laughs> by Paramount to do their movies. We're now <laughs> at the point where TikTok people are known by more people than, you know, whoever started what recent movie mm -hmm. and people on YouTube can make huge sums of money and become wealthy because of it. And I, and I do think you, if you hear, if you look at any Reddit thread that says like, who do you hate the most? Who's a celebrity? ton of the responses are going to be influencers influencers suck and they do but i would much rather have an influencer who had a youtube channel that grew to great heights and now they have a bunch of money than somebody who's the son of an old director who you know gets every job in, in the directing world and, and i think we're seeing that shift to celebrities and important people can use other platforms to get there and it hasn't quite surpassed it but i think it will so that lends credence to your concept of anyone who's hungry for middle of the road news or, or liberal biased or right wing biased, some capacities 
do have ways to turn. We're just not quite there where those are the place to turn to. Capitalism at its finest. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Gordon Gecko said it best. What do you think, Gordon Gecko? Would you, you watch Fox News? Would he be a Fox News guy? You think? Or? Uh, he'd just be watching Jim Cramer. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> I don't think you'd. No, I don't think you would watch that. I think he would. He would be the one fueling that. Uh, he would. He would be fueling the information. Oh into, yeah, you're right. He would. Yeah, he wouldn't watch it. He would create it. Yes. Here's the thing yeah. that we always. Here's the thing everyone forgets about. It's like, uh, first of all, when it comes to the media we're talking about manufacturing consent but when it comes to the media the political uh the political apparatus the economic one uh we have we have a system for that it's called the power elite they feed into each other like when somebody leaves politics they often go on to msnbc or something right oh i i like money when somebody leaves the military they often go on to msnbc you know or they go into politics there is yeah, a, it's like football players they go talk about it when they retire yeah, it's the same exactly setup. right yeah they go talk about how oh i don't have brain damage i don't know what happened on that play and they well that's a little they, harsh i mean they're not it's all true, like though that, it's, it's a funny true. joke it's a funny it's joke it is true. It's these funny. guys these guys have brain damage and they're on the show talking about how there shouldn't be more concussion protocols. No, in, dude, but in, they don't in, all in kill people, games. so they don't all have it. If they don't all kill someone, then they well, don't all don't have If you don't die immediately, obviously, it didn't kill someone. <laughs> oh, it takes years. It wow, takes dude. years. So does fucking yeah. poverty. So does literally every, like, every affliction of the working class and the poor. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> My God. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. You're just yelling. So. Well, I'm here, listening, here. though. Uh, let me introduce some brevity to the situation. I, just in case I didn't have subjects I wanted to talk about, I pulled up some news stories. I won't read this whole thing because we're running a little uh, close to the end, I'm assuming. And I just want to read the headline and we can discuss oh, what you happened. You have no idea. We're going to go on for at least another 45 minutes. If you no way in hell that's happening. Who could yeah. do it, it's happening. It's this guy right here because <laughs> I love to ramble. All right. This comes via some AP News file about weird news. Michigan home inspector convicted after masturbating with client's Elmo doll. <laughs> home inspector in Oakland County, Michigan. That's a <laughs> round of applause right off the bat. That's beautiful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's man. been convicted of aggravated indecent exposure after a security camera showed him masturbating with a tickle me Elmo doll while at a client's home. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the obvious question. Why is it's not Elmo your house? Asking, it's my house. Why is Elmo asking to be tickled? <laughs> uh, he was. It's because of the dresses he wore. He was asking for it. If he would have dressed more modestly, this I'm guy so, wouldn't have humped it. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanna. I really wanna be on the side of the victim here. But uh, Elmo <laughs> is asking you to be tickled. Uh, All right, go sorry. fuck yourself. Fornicate me, Elmo. Yeah. If we had, if we had, <laughs> if we had like tickle me humans that were walking around. Uh, <laughs> asking for it that's that's actually asking for it <laughs> yeah, i mean there's there's like there's the oh no 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 yeah there's the whole like you shouldn't have dressed so sexy uh that's but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about somebody walking around being like tickle me <laughs> tickle people me. like that stuff yeah yeah people are down with that well, you know? i don't know yeah. i think that's it's I'm not true. here to judge some I people are into it. I don't know why this guy has to go to jail for it. That sounds insane. Yeah, I yeah, just read it at the end here. It's also a doll. Fine, two years in prison for banging. Two years in prison. Two years in prison for fucking a doll. Just give yeah, him the no. doll, dude. I, well, what the hell? Just give him the doll and tell him to pay for a new. That one. shit has nothing like, to do with me. All right, I run a legitimate business here.
Yeah, that guy runs a legitimate business. Leave honestly, him alone. Okay? Honestly, I don't know. Doesn't seem like his anyone got hurt. Do you like silly headlines like that, Van? Does that bring you? I mean, you like bloopers too, so there's a part of you that just loves stupid shit, which I am totally with, by the way. Like so. like the Florida man concept, and really, Florida man is <laughs> Florida, it, Florida man may is. not be that much crazier than everywhere else. It is a little crazier, but it's because of their sunshine laws that we can find more stories coming out of there. That's part yep. of the reason why Florida man exists. But weird things like that do fascinate me because the human brain fascinates me. I like psychology, sociology, and finding out what drives people to do this sort of stuff is is fascinating because we've come to an agreement as to what's acceptable as a society in in some capacities and i would think fucking an elmo doll in someone else's house is <laughs> but for this guy it wasn't he just started plowing away and they completely so, yeah. goddamn disrespected me little idiots, idiots! No. i'll tell you he probably just got too horned up and the moment struck him and he, he needed to burr. Oh, yeah, man. he had to release himself. And, you know, we can all understand that. We're all men here. So we know what testosterone could do to us. I'll tell you that. Make but fucking Elmo. Have you guys I, have you guys <laughs> ever heard? Have you guys ever actually? Um, have you heard the fucked citations? A puppet no, or heard? a doll? No, I, I don't think ah. I actually have. I mean, I, I never bought a fuck doll or anything like that. I, I don't judge people, but, you know, I might get desperate by the time I'm 60. Who knows? Have you ever have you ever heard the citations needed episode on the Florida guy? It's uh, so. it, it's super brilliant. It's it's uh it's a it's a real like what they do basically their their media critique, and they do kind of break things down in in terms of kind of the uh, the the methodology employed in the manufacturing consent. So I would say check that out. You know, I mean they they do like a very comprehensive analysis of the quote unquote Florida guy. That's putting it mildly. And it's fucking brilliant. It's probably from a couple of years ago, but yeah. okay, Florida man, met, Florida guy, Florida person, whatever. Yeah, I've mentioned, let's keep it uh, fair. Let's keep say, it woke, guys. So yeah, see, there you go. That's how you use woke, Mike. You did <laughs> a good job. It. You nailed hey, it. You know, I think Chris Rock was pretty woke. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. He got woke hardcore when he got slapped. I remember that, and I've got to tell you, I just want to talk about that for the rest of the show. So let's talk Chris Rock. And Will Smith here on the Is It Safe Talk Show. Yeah, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We talked to Tom Likas a couple weeks ago, by the way. Do you know who Tom Likas is, Van? Mm, I haven't heard the name, I don't think. Oh, I can't believe it. That's something. Is he, he like us? <laughs> no, he is definitely. Well, he's like oh, somebody dude, out there. That would there. have been an awesome fucking socialist radio DJ name. <laughs> like us. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like don't know. Us. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, kind of cheesy. I mean, you really. Why does socialism have to be boring? Or you know, let's make it. Let's make it more yeah. fun. How do, how do you make? How do you spice it up? Yeah. <laughs> how do we really connect? Up. It's like a, just use it as a marketing strategy, like it's an advertising firm for anything else. You know, I I watched a uh, Roger Dodger a couple weeks ago. I hadn't seen that in so long, and it pull was so your great. weight. <laughs> it was so great. To see. You ever seen this movie, Van? It's got Campbell Scott in it, son of George C. And it's from oh, 2002, okay. and it's the debut of Jesse Eisenberg. It's his, I believe it's his first film. I think so so it's from 2002, 20 years ago, and basically it's about a guy who is a just a master of linguistics. He's really good with the written word, and he, and he works, works in advertising. Yeah, yes. and that's the best part. He works in advertising, and he it's one of the best lines. It always sticks with me. He's like, I think of ways all day to make people think bad about themselves, to feel bad about themselves. <laughs> I find what's missing from their lives so that they see that. 
and then we can give it to them. That's it. That's advertising. And then Take I you what is missing or what they don't pants. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg's wearing cargo pants. It's funny. Yeah. So. And then it like, yeah, and then it pans down. He's wearing cargo pants. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, that's advertising. Oh, yeah. I'm a strong recommend oh, yeah. on that. I might bring that to Cinema 9 soon. But I decided to go with 25th Hour yesterday. I was actually thinking about doing Roger Dodger, mm. but I went with 25th Hour because it's been he 20 a, years. I like I to do the 20-year anniversary or, you know, mm. things like that. Sure. can't believe it yeah. is Spike Joint on Cinema 9. Why not? Is that know. like are, some... I don't know. Are, is everybody ready for that? Do you own all... It's like, do you have is all the, the ownership of Spike ready? Lee? I mean, I... No, I was just curious. Yeah, is the world ready for a Spike Lee joint? He's done like 20 movies already. Uh, the point being is that advertising, and this is the point I wanted to make here, is the devil... And it's one of the true culprits of what makes this country and society the way it is. It shapes it so incredibly. I hate commercials. I've hated commercials since I've been about 23, somewhere around 23, 24 years old. I was like, God damn it. I hate commercials. This is so ridiculous. And I see it. Maybe it's all the LSD I took when I was 16 to 19. I don't know. But it changed my perspective and helped me understand the fact that the dirty, dirty hand of advertising, something that is just not <laughs> dirty, recognized dirty enough <laughs> by the average Jane or Joe on a weekday. They don't, I don't know why they don't see that. And I know that everybody needs a job and they got to pay the bills and there's people who work. Marketing is like the most ubiquitous fucking degree that people are working the job in marketing across this country. It's either that or real estate <laughs> or, uh, realtors. It's one of the two. Yeah, Luke does something well, about that. So, a little bit. What's the what's the thing? It's called like the New American Gothic, and it's a picture of just a, an interchange uh, at a road, and there's a <laughs> McDonald's sign and a Wendy sign, and it's just that's every single city in America. Yeah. And we are so conditioned to be blasted with logos and advertising that yeah, you're you're right. People don't recognize it, and it. it I mean, evil is a strong word, but it's it's right around there at very least at the very least evil adjacent. It's it's a uh, it does damage. It sets up your psyche in a way that you really wouldn't want it to be if you could mold your own future. That's what I mean. It's not evil. It's just the result, the end result of advertising. What it does to people's minds and the, it puts us in this mindset of the logos, the 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 greed, the necessary required. Um, I don't know, burger or pair of pants <laughs> or and the thing I need, the physical object. We all need these physical objects. So if we don't have them, then we're missing out. And if we don't have them, then our status won't be as high as the other person's. And fuck status. Status is absurd. Status is an awful thing that also does a lot of damage to us. It's all related to what you talked about, Van. I'm with you. That's why I'm mm -hmm. training to be a mental health counselor Agreed. because I'm fascinated. I was a teacher and that shit was boring because we couldn't actually really know what was going on with these kids as a teacher you had to just be there and you couldn't get too personal because that was for the counselor's job so i'm like well fuck this i want to know the truth i want to know the nitty-gritty of what drives people and why they do the things they do so i took the next step and that's why i wanted to do that i'm with you van i love that shit i want to know why you do the things you will do why do you grow your hair long why am i wearing a rangers jersey why does luke uh, you know get all angry sometimes i want to know these things Hold on a second. I think I've been very explicit <laughs> I, about how I, I get piss you off. How and why I, I get piss you off because it was so... all of the time. You ask about, I, I did you the most... about somebody's like fashion choices <laughs> is an absolute. This is a travesty of what, oh, like man. what this is supposed to be about. Like, yeah. Come on.
Why? Give me a break. That you was just fucking with you, Luke. That was fucking right. with you. I, I picked two very surface things for me and Van, and then I went deep on you. Not cool. Yeah, I know how to get you. You know how to get me. Yeah. But here you insult It's fucking crazy. I insulted Pepsi. I can't believe it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, last thing, last thing. One of the funniest things in the world to me is insulting corporate culture at this point. So Pepsi's my go-to. Pepsi and Doritos. I love to insult Pepsi and Doritos. So anyone out there, if you want to make a joke about Pepsi and Doritos, shoot it to me. I'll, I'll yell it into the clouds and do whatever. But yeah. Well, I can probably tell you about how they they're all like fucking Nazi sympathizers and probably have been supporting sure. nothing but like fascist uh, fascist programs all across the goddamn globe. I mean, we we've been talking about uh, globalist economics earlier. This is all part of it. You know sure. what? How dare you insult the delicious flavor of Cooler Ranch? That's that's what I care about. Cooler, society. yeah, hell yes. Yeah, it's and, not Cool uh, Ranch anymore. It's Cooler Ranch. Honestly, they're whatever. Honestly, they're still pretty. <laughs> Riptide Rush. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't stop eating burritos. Uh, honestly, they're fucking awesome. Well, that's why they get you. They hook you in. Yell, you're young. Oh, that's the Jesus other thing about Christ! It. I go uh, to fucking McDonald's all the time too. God, I can't. Yeah, stop. I know. I it sucks. I know. Stop. But you know they what? It's not on us. It's not on us to do this shit. Like, honestly, this. What, the regulators? We should... <laughs> no, no, we should. Fucking regulators. Regulators <laughs> fucking... in America. The, fucking... the, the neoliberal order is supposed <laughs> to regulators! actually. Like... Yeah. No, the neoliberal is supposed to actually make sure we have a better life. It's not not happening. I'm going to go Van, get I'll tell you... Big Macs <laughs> as much as I fucking want. Yeah, Luke's going to McDonald's right after this. Van, I will Probably, tell you, yes. 20 years ago, in a small apartment in Okemos, Michigan, actually 21 years ago, a good friend of ours, me and Luke's friend, Keith. Uh, Keith was a funny guy, but a very tortured soul. Somewhere he's out there right now. He's he still alive out there. He's one of the there. funniest human beings alive. He was a funny guy. He is a At funny time, guy. I don't know where oh he is now, but God. he's out there. He's terrible. But he would... So remember the famous Aaron Lewis of Stained? Remember Stained, the band Stained? Oh, yeah. And Aaron Lewis was the front man, I believe. And he did, like, that song that... Uh, on the outside, I'm on the outside. Oh, I'm yeah. 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 So this was a popular song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I right. There you go. You. It was very <laughs> it was very popular in 2001. Yeah, 2001. So Keith came up with his own lyrics for it, and it was hilarious. It was, by the way, this is that song. This is how it starts. Very downtrodden. This is Keith. No, it's not Keith. Just giving the audience a vibe of this song so they can That's set it. the mood. Minor key, sad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Van's got it. Anyways, so he came up with lyrics that were corporatized, and it was like, <laughs> Pepsi Cola, Doritos, Mountain Dew. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. And to this day, I, I still sing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sing it to this day. I haven't seen Keith now in about three years, but man, that's such a funny, funny parody. In fact, I should maybe it as a tribute to Keith. I should do my own parody and take it all the way. I'll, I'll add all the other corporate lingo, and there's so many options to choose from. So, I mean, yeah, there are, but also there's like one. It's like Nestle. <laughs> it's just they yeah. all have different names. The next step down. Yum foods, oh, mean, uh, yeah. Yum no, foods, very big. Have, you should have a Nestle song that's like sung by, um, literally just uh, children who uh, have no rights, uh, <laughs> and and it's all about like how their life is about to end, and it like 
seven years, probably tops. I will say this. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, I listen to Anthony. I never listen to Joe Rogan anymore, but for some reason I threw on. I know. I know. I threw on a Joe Rogan episode last week because Anthony Kiedis was on there. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't really. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Lead singer of the Chili Peppers. So I was like, okay, I might be into this. I want to hear what he has to say. He's really wise now. Kiedis is like fucking 60 now, so he's been around. But uh, I will say, wow, dude, they talked about how they went and did a show during this tour they've been doing. They went to a reservation in California that they picked at random and did a show for that group of people there just for them, totally free. And they talked all about it. And I was like, that was so fucking cool, man. That is, I get respect for, that is cool. I don't love the Chili Peppers. I'm not a huge fan, but I respect when somebody or a band that big, I mean, they're a worldwide massive band. And they went and they keep doing stuff like that. Apparently, that's like something they do every so often. And they also talked about this. This is the last thing I want to bring up, and we're going to wrap up the show because I do have to go. But Anthony Kiedis talked about how much he loves appropriation. And it's not a bad thing because he took all the stuff that that Native group gave him. They made all this stuff for him, and they wanted him to wear it, and they wanted them to share it. So when you talk about in the woke world and Twitter, unfortunately— an appropriation win. And it's usually more often than not in the mainstream culture has to do, I think with African-American and black culture being appropriated. Right. I I would say that's usually what comes up the most white people adopting black culture, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you love the culture and you want to share it with other people, I'm not, this is not saying that like something like blackface is fine. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm talking about music, clothes, actual articles of a culture that represent a group of people and taking it and spreading it around because you love it. That's a good thing. I'm curious what you guys think of that. It really depends on intent. And I think intent is super important in this regard and good intentions don't mean you're free to do whatever you want. But if you're doing that for the sake of you think it's great and you want to share it for other people. Okay. Fine with that. If you're doing it for any gain at all, then you're just that's cultural appropriation that's what i would consider it if you're getting a a movie role because you look slightly native american but you're not you're you're just a white person that's getting a little little uh towing the line i guess i would say so oh yeah that's a good point it's a gray area and that's what life is it's a it's a big gray area it's not a binary like we're we're told and it has to be but that's how i feel about it Mike, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> What's your favorite Pepsi spinoff? Do you like Pepsi Max, Wild Cherry Pepsi? You know that sort of. Thing. Oh, Wichepsi, Wichepsi. Yeah, that, that's delicious. I must well, say. What yeah. was the actual? Wichepsi. What was the actual question? Just like who cares, man? One, pull it down to one second. Okay. Well, Van already answered it so eloquently. I don't even think we he need did. your opinion on this. He did so. a good job. So yes, he did do a good job. Um, Thank you. Uh, I guess it's uh, Pepsi Max. I don't know. No, <laughs> it's clear Pepsi. That's the one. That's it. Crystal. Crystal Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. Crystal. Crystal, crystal Pepsi. Crystal. 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 Crystal gravy. You got to love that crystal. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Got to love that uh, crystal. You know, well, this has been a lot of fun, Van. I, uh, I, we got to talk about some stuff we want to talk about. Thank you, Van. Uh, we'd love to, love, yeah, we'd love to have you back on another time oh, if you'd like to join us Van again. Gets to choose and the song that we go out I on. know he does. We're, I'm, I, I was, sorry. I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry. the host. I know what I'm doing. I was gonna get to that. How rude of you! You were, geez, like you were, uh, you were dilly dallying. I, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. What? I want a dilly dallying? No, I know you don't. Go ahead. I will say this. I love you. 
I, I'm a big, I love you too. I'm a big fan of Van. I love doing, anytime we can get together and do a show like this, it's always a lot of fun. And I know Van has so many facets to his personality, so he can basically do any type of show. That's what's really, really one of the best part about you is your ability to, you could jump from, uh, you know, what do they call those? Lily pads? Yeah, like a he's frog. A Lily pad, a real pad. He's a real chameleon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Who's the real Van Lee? We may never know. Point being is uh, check out uh, check out the Boob Tube Boys. It's a great show. It's growing, and I think it's a great premise because they do any fucking show. I know he already said that. They did Bible Man. I had to ask Van. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is Bible Man? Because that was so much fun. <laughs> I've never heard of that show. And boy, that was a real Google treat for sure. So No idea. Boob Tube Boys, check it out. Of course, podcast a star wars story you got it that's the one yes thank you uh van yeah, we always close the show yeah check them out Duh. oh anything else you want to say in closing van before we cut you off uh no just thank you for having me i'd appreciate i appreciate it i will gladly come back whenever schedules align and uh it's fun i like this kind of ranty rambly stuff because i it's a it's a problem we have uh, at the boot ink podcast network it's b-o-t-u-i-n-c boot2ink.com by the way our website with all our stuff <laughs> Uh, you do have we a website. A yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's mostly done, but uh, yeah, there's a little bio <laughs> of me on there, and uh, we've got all kinds of fun stuff. We we do a blog. Brian's a great writer. He's he's a partner on the show. I, be, and I bet he is. That. Yeah, yeah. He's so, got a he's got a great sense of humor. He's fucking funny. He's a funny dude. He really. And is. Anytime I do a guest spot with you, I when I come back, I will tell Brian how much you gushed over him, and it gets, <laughs> his head just swells right up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I yeah, I, I have the fascination with Brian, and I've only been able to do the Prospect show, which was forever ago, a lifetime mm-hmm. ago. I think it's the only time we actually got to do a show together. So Brian's a really funny dude. His sense of humor is first rate. But I've actually wondered, because Luke's like, dude, you should have a website for your shows, and I never did that. So I've, You're I'm, supposed to if, if you're looking at it from a marketing perspective, but it's like yeah. we already have to do so much. It's hard. I, you guys are independent like me. I'm doing all the work. I'm editing. I'm recording. I'm writing. I'm doing the website. I'm doing YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all this stuff. And it is so much work, particularly if you're not really getting paid a lot to do it. So <laughs> you can't actually dedicate huge swaths of time to it. So, But yeah, you're supposed to do a website for what that's worth. Yep. Hey, that sounds real familiar to me. Trust me. Uh, don't forget, isasafepod at gmail.com. We appreciate you guys' email. Send them in. Let us know. We'll we'll let Van respond through correspondence. If you have anything you want to say next week on the emails, even though he won't be here next week, but we'll Absolutely. we'll forward the emails is what we'll do. We always close the show with a song, Van, and we'd like to let you pick the song today. Any song in the world, it could be apropos of this show and what we talked about, or it could just be a song you want to share with the people. It's a lot of pressure, but no, it's no pressure at all because honestly. Based on our conversations, I think it's been a while by stained is how we should go out. <laughs> you okay? You want to lock this in? All right. Okay, let's Son do it. Bitch. I... <laughs> oh, man. You We're going to lock in. Right. Oh, wait. No, wait. Yeah, it's been that. a while is not oh my outside, God. by the way. So um, I got to put in it's been a while. And you know what's oh funny about God. it's been a while, by the way, is we've had so many jokes about that song. Travis from Cinema 9. It's like a running gag. We've been saying this for like 20 years. Here it is. Thanks to Van for being here. We love you guys. See you later. Love you, everybody. Oh, wait. I thought that was the post. Ah, Damn it. I want to hit that post. Van Lee, he's the man. Follow him on Twitter. BoopTube Boys. All of his work's first rate. It's been a while since I could hold my 
I said I'm sorry 